0: Hi, this is Nikki, host of Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. I will be sharing my podcast every Monday, and we will talk about being a parent, dealing with mental illness, daily struggles, and how we navigate one day at a time. Please subscribe today. Hi everybody, this is Nikki again, and um, I am on live with Michelle Weaver, who has agreed to um, tell us her story and how she does her day-to-day with her big family that she has. <laughs> she's a brave soul, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so she's... Um, So she's been busy. Um, I know we've all been busy, but last week she uh, put on a virtual ladies retreat, which was really good. I got a lot out of it. I really enjoyed it. I just wanted to personally thank you for doing that. So
1: I I worry so much that somebody else because I was like, I know I got a lot out of it, but I sure have that. that it reached other yeah. people. Too. No.
0: It it was really good. I, I really needed it, and it was just good. Um, just I mean, I know we weren't together physically, but you know, we were together virtually and spiritually. And I thought that was a really good thing. So, um, but anyway, I just wanted to thank, thank you, you, you for that real quick. So so I'll let you um, tell us about yourself, and then um, just touch a little bit on um, what loss you had a few years ago. So um.
1: all right, well, she said, I'm Michelle Weaver. I am 37, and I'm a mama to six. Does that mean? Do <laughs> <laughs> so have a daughter that is, she'll be 15. So in August, I have three birthdays. So I have one almost 15. And then a daughter that's 11, a son that's nine. And then I have a daughter that would be seven years old now. And she passed Mm -hmm. away at two weeks old. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then my rainbow baby, he's another August and he will be six. And my pot of gold baby, (laughs) four in August. Yes. So a baby born after a loss. Is called a rainbow, and a baby born after the rainbow is the pot of gold. Oh, okay. Now, I, I, my terms, yeah, my <laughs> terms. yeah, that um, you don't find out about until you join this, uh, yeah, oh,
0: like a group, they,
1: the club that nobody wants to be in, right? Like, after yeah. a lot, I mean, yeah. some people hear about it, but that's when you're like, there's terms yeah. for all this. Right. I could Take have that. gone without knowing. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, I have three girls and three boys. So three to four. Teams.
0: Does anybody tease you and call you guys the Brady bench or?
1: Uh, <laughs> right. Most people are just like, oh, you've got your hands full or really or, you know, <laughs> things like that. And. Yeah. I, I, I tell people normally, I'm like, yep, keeps you on your toes. That's for sure. <laughs> like you, know. you're, you say that
0: like, they really don't have a clue, you know, I mean, because they don't, I mean, I grew up with um, five, there was five of us mm-hmm. and, um, and I was the oldest. So growing up with a lot of siblings, it's challenging because, um, You know, my mom was single, so she worked a lot. And we, you know, we had to take care of each other. And uh, sometimes that was good. And sometimes that was a
1: disaster, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah, we get that. Yeah. My two oldest are by my Mm ex-husband. And um, he has been a stepson and another daughter. So my oldest is... The oldest of eight. All of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she's the oldest. And um, she's still sad that um, we say we're done. And her stepmom has been done. And so no more more newborns, but she's the only one that's like with me that's like, no more babies. Me (laughs) and her sad. Everybody else is like, we're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah but she does help with them she's other moms she is just like the younger two if you see them with her like she's the one they go to if they need comfort or if they get mad at me or something oh. they, they go Nan. <laughs> so yeah. then if they wanted someone to play with most of the time they would go to the other two. My that's 11 year old, they are like the playmates, but my oldest, <laughs> yeah. she's, uh, yeah. Yeah, mother- she wants
0: more <laughs> newborns because she's at the top of the totem pole. You know, the other ones, they're down, you know, they've got some, an older sibling that's picking on them and bossing them around, you know, telling them what to do. So they don't want any more.
1: <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. you know, we love having a big family. And I mean, I always, honestly, I always wanted seven kids. I'm one of seven. I always mm-hmm. wanted seven. But um, I do understand why we're done. And I'm not, I like, I don't want people to think that he just says it. And so that's the decree. It's, uh, he has reasonings and a lot of it has to do with our loss. Yeah. And so I get it and I'm happy. I can look at my kids and I can be happy, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed being pregnant. I was one of those weird women that actually enjoyed it. <laughs> and the newborn stage is my favorite. And we all <laughs> know we're to stay newborns for a very short time. <laughs> yeah. So that's my problem. That's why I said, I don't think I could ever say, but like I would always be happy with them. Right, but I'm happy with what I have too. So (laughs) yeah, we're good. We're done. It's okay. (laughs) Don't worry.
0: I mean, I don't know. I can't. I mean, in a few years, your kids will be having kids.
1: Don't say it, please. I know. I'm like, I will be happy. And I understand that there's nothing like being a grandparent. People will always say that, but um. It still won't be the same. Like, I won't be carrying them. Uh I won't be feeding them. They
0: won't be. I didn't believe them, you know, um, the whole grandparent thing until, uh, you know, Kyrie came along. And I'm like, I would beat somebody up for that kid. I I would go hungry to make sure she had what she needed. You know, it's just, it's just a totally different feeling. It's like the love that you gave your child is like multiplied because they right. have one, you know, right. it's just a weird feeling. I, I just, I love it.
1: So Well, I don't know as far as like the feeling because I'm not there. Like my, my oldest is 14. So, <laughs> so I'm not there yet. But I, I always said it was kind of like basically you could spoil your grandkids like you always wanted to do your kids because you want to spoil your kids but you can't because you have to raise them into these good human beings so you have to discipline and you have to have rules and you have to all that stuff once you're a grandparent it's like that's your job to discipline (laughs) i can just spoil and love on right like yeah
0: exactly That's exactly what it is because my kids would go to my mom's and, or to their grandparents and they would just, just whatever they wanted. Like they they would say, man, you know, I'm hungry. I'm like, you just ate. You're not hungry. It's just like, if he wants something to eat, you know, and goes in there and gets him some food, I'm
1: like what is this nightmare going on here? You know, <laughs> my kids very rarely go to granny and Pawpaw's house without eating all of their Lay's stacked potato chips. They always have. <laughs> and even if we ate before we got there, they're probably going to have a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> and uh, Pawpaw likes to keep Tootsie Rolls and M&Ms and stuff.
0: Oh. <laughs> Great. Yeah. My grandpa did that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean you have a full time job, right? I mean, like you work a lot of hours.
1: Yeah. I I so work how do you
0: manage that with six kids? I mean, how does that work?
1: Well, my husband kind of accidentally became a stay at home dad. He <laughs> accidentally so what happened was a couple years ago he was like i would really like to start my own landscape business and mm-hmm. him and his dad were going to do it and we like got the stuff and we were prepared and then his dad had an injury and couldn't okay. and um i had a coworker pass away and at the, that same time and mm-hmm. so i took on some of his hours and so then I was working all these crazy hours that he couldn't have gone back into a job. And then COVID hit. Oh, and yeah. whereas a lot of people lost jobs, yeah. I increased my hours yet again to where I was working over 80 hours a week mm-hmm. left here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He and you does- work in a nursing, a nursing home facility? It's- no, I take care of people with disabilities in their homes. Oh, so, OK. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I'm one on one. So, yeah, I, I was like I had job stability during COVID, but I also mm-hmm. like I wasn't like the doctors and nurse, nurses that were there on the front lines or even in nursing homes mm-hmm. that were worried about getting it. Right. I was in a very contained place. You know, it was me, another co-worker and then sometimes our boss right. and it was basically, we all were mm-hmm. in our little bubbles, you know, like I, our, our group was not big. So okay. none of us, all of us were all careful and cautious for each other, you know, is mm-hmm. my little guy. Well, me and my oldest have, um, uh, allergy induced asthma, but mm-hmm. my youngest has reactive airway disease, which mm-hmm. is basically asthma. They just won't call it that. Unless Mm -hmm. he still has it in a few years. Like he doesn't outgrow it, then they'll call it asthma. It's because he's so young. Right. And viruses are what causes him problems. Mm -hmm. So I said, like, if I get a cold, then it sucks for a little while. Mm -hmm. He gets a cold and we're at the hospital or doctors at least once, at least around the steroids and breathing treatments every four to six hours. I mean, right. so we were all like serious bubble, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> for, for quite a while. And um, sh- don't tell my my youngest ones, but they <laughs> still think that kids aren't allowed to go in the stores. <laughs> so okay, you um, heard you, the big secret. <laughs> <laughs> So, we've started like taking them some places, right? Like, they go to the zoo and stuff now, but most of what we do is still outside (laughs) activities
0: because I know why you're not taking them to the grocery store. (laughs) I dreaded the checkout aisle, you know, going down the checkout
1: lane. (laughs) Right? That's when everything. Breaks, please. Have to check out. I know.
0: Because by that time they're tired or wore out, and then they see all the candy and the drinks. It's like, and they oh
1: have to sit still for that long, like you're no longer moving or walking around the aisles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> oh. Oh, so, so I crazy. promise I won't say a word. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, things are opening back up and so mm-hmm. we do take the places, but we've been like slowly getting out of our bubble. Yeah. Yeah. We don't live so- in fear anymore. We did at the very beginning. We were in fear and then we got to the point where we're like, I don't know if it's really a- terrible for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. like it is bad. It's a real thing. Right. But, um, like, I don't know. I don't I don't know if we needed to be quite as cautious as what we were, but we said we couldn't afford to be wrong. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. We we had to protect him. So we stopped living in fear, and we're just still cautious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. I mean, there's lots of people that are are cautious. You know, um, I wasn't as cautious, but I don't get sick, you know, like some people, or I don't have a you know, something that I live with that's going to cause me to be hospitalized. So, um, so yeah, I just, there's nothing wrong with it. Those are your babies, you know, and you've already lived through a loss, you know, and, and that's, it's something that's that really you, yeah. So, I mean, something that you had no control over and I couldn't imagine having to go through something like that again, you know, I mean, it's like before medicine, you know, how did these mothers, they just had babies and, you know, raise kids and then they would lose them. But yet they kept had, they just had to keep going on, you know. I mean, and there wasn't no counselor or, you know therapist or whatever I mean it was just no
1: Facebook groups to get on and know okay I'm not crazy what I'm feeling is <laughs> cool okay yeah and only one and exactly,
0: and I exactly.
1: Joined- that's what I did I joined a lot of um, Facebook groups for grieving moms and stuff yeah and so you're like okay I'm not alone right I mean it's you're still not- hard but I'm not alone and so that that's kind of comforting and not at the same time because you're also like that's really terrible that all these people have had to go through this
0: right i mean you would think in our time you know our modern medicine that we have that this is still happening you know and Mm -hmm. there's i mean and there's nothing that you can do i mean um you know unless there's some type of preventive care you know but even then i mean you know that was seven years ago
1: right so she um, got an infection
0: and -hmm. they still
1: don't know where it came from or what what it was um all they know is they couldn't get ahead of it they were still kind of treating her for like every type of infection yeah and she was on lots of different things and um the doctor doesn't know but Mm -hmm. uh At one point, I could hear her in the hallway talking to another doctor, and Mm -hmm. um, she's like, well, could we try this? And they're like, no, she's too small. Well, could we try this? No, because of that. And, like, Mm -hmm. she was literally trying everything she could. I never for a moment thought that they didn't do everything they could because I know, she. like I said, she was consulting with another doctor, like, what can I do? But... Right. She was only two weeks old. So yeah. there was like.
0: So, I mean, but they are pretty sure that whatever she had, that does she have it like when she was still in the wound or did they think that she got it like afterwards?
1: The only thing we definitely know is that it was an infection mm-hmm. and um, very probable to be a blood infection because what I seen on her that caused us to go to the doctors was spots on her back. Yeah. And that ended up being um, clotting. But then she was bleeding around her brain. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, it definitely was, it, it was in the blood.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it
1: was everywhere. I mean, it was through Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I know, um... you know. To know for sure they would have had to do an autopsy. And oh, yeah. And the idea, I mean, like if anybody's listening and you did have an autopsy on your baby, then like uh, it's not a judgment thing. It was that I emotionally could not handle the thought of them Mm -hmm. doing that to her.
0: Right. Right. Um, So, so I know that, you know, I've, you told me your story. And so that day, um, how long was she in the hospital before she passed? Because I was thinking that it was a bath.
1: Yeah. So, um, let's see. Wednesday night, she had lost her umbilical cord, mm-hmm. and so um, she was have she was going to have her first real bath, right? Mm-hmm. And I waited for the other kids to come. Well, my oldest was the only one in school. I waited for her to come home from school, and filled up one of those baby tubs, and we were mm-hmm. actually in the living room because. Everybody wanted to give her her first bath, right? Like, and so I was giving her a bath and she pooped in the water. <laughs> so I had to take well, her. She already I, had
0: attitude. <laughs> I'm doing this.
1: Right. I have a picture of her. She was so mad in that bath. Like you should see her face. Like.
0: Stay tuned for another sponsored ad on Motherhood Unfiltered. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: But I had to hold her in it, like over the bathtub, you know, and daddy kind of hazed her off <laughs> because of it. <laughs> so, yeah. But at that moment, I seen her back. And looking back, I know, like, there was nothing there because I wasn't, like, concerned yet about anything. So then we got her dressed, and we went to my mom's, and my mom fed her a bottle. She had not really had many bottles because I was nursing, and Mm -hmm. that still was um, breast milk. But Mm -hmm. my mom fed her a bottle, and she did all right with it. But I went to change her diaper, and that's when we noticed the first Mm spots. So I called the doctor, and they're like, Well, it sounds like pressure points because it was down her spine. And he's like,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. Just keep plugging away with it. You know, like um, just keep trying to feed her and whatever. So then the next morning, like all night, pretty much I stayed up with her trying to get her to like eat better and stuff like that. And then um, have like an
0: appetite.
1: No, she wasn't eating well. And she finally did. Mm -hmm. eat all right about seven o'clock in the morning, I think. And so I like dozed off a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, then my husband got up and he was working at the time. And Mm -hmm. he said, um, yeah, I don't know, he sat and he held her and she's a newborn. And she literally looked in his eyes, like eye contact for I mean, a pretty good length of time for a newborn, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so then he went to work and my oldest went to school and it was me and a three year old and a two year old (laughs) and this (laughs) baby. Yeah. (laughs) And I went change the diaper again and there was a bigger spot. It was like, and it was on her tailbone. Mm -hmm. And I flipped because my immediate thought was, um, was uh, internal
0: bleeding.
1: Right. So I'm calling my mom. My two year old can sense something is wrong. Right. But he's two, and so he's running around just a diaper. I can't get him dressed. It's November in Ohio, which you know anything about that? Cool. <laughs> yeah. And so I couldn't just like throw him in the car with a diaper on. <laughs> and I'm not okay. I'm on the phone with my mom, totally flipping out. Yeah. Trying, to put clothes, trying to pack diaper bag, trying to get two-year-old to get dressed. And what actually ended up happening was my three-year-old got him to get dressed. She packed the diaper bag. She Aww. tried to keep me calm. She kept trying to talk to the baby sister. Like, Aww. look, mom, she's just sleeping. She's okay. She's okay. Because, you know, at that point she was kind of going out and she's like, she's just going to sleep. She's fine. Mom, see, look, she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so my three-year-old is the one that kept it together. Don't ask me. She's amazing. <laughs> you know, like, does, she, does she remember that day?
0: Does she remember? I
1: don't know if she remembers it. And I don't, mm-hmm. like, like I, I don't want to put things in her head. So, right, you know, like, if she came up to me and talked to me about things, that'd be one thing. But um, we do yeah. talk about Katie all the time. She's part of our everyday mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. But not about necessarily that day. Gotcha. But the next year... About nine months later, actually, is when her dad had a sister, had a little baby girl, and he took her to the, uh, took the girls to visit their sister at the hospital, and he brought her back to me. And leaving this new baby sister at the hospital, she was, she had turned four by then, and she was having a panic attack. Like Aww. that's what that was. And so I think part of her does, she remembers, and like the last yeah is her other sister going into the hospital. And now she just left this baby sister at the hospital. And yeah, yeah. It was pretty scary, but oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But we so, got her to the hospital, and then they, mm-hmm. they took her out and then they life her to the children's. And she was there um, from Thursday morning. And so Friday night, she passed away at 7, almost exactly 7 p.m.
0: Oh, so, I mean, were the kids there with you um, when, at the hospital, when she, you know, finally?
1: Only got to the um, emergency room lobby, and my mother-in-law sat with them there. And then um, my ex-husband actually came and picked up the one daughter, Went mm-hmm. got the other one from school. He took care of all that. And oh, the life of me, I can't remember if it was my sister in law or if my mother in law's ex um, took him, but someone took my two year old. He ended up being at my mother in law's house while right. we were at the hospital, but I'm not sure who got him there. <laughs> and um, yeah, so she sat with them in the lobby. And then it it turned out to
0: be like a big family affair, like everybody pulled together
1: to support each other. One of the wonderful things about a large family (laughs) is there's always somebody. Yeah. I'm one of seven. He's one of eight. Yeah. um, Yeah. So
0: what what was it like? I mean, did you go like go
1: back to work or did you have a grieving period? You um, know, I mean. so that was, I work for really small, small companies and, mm-hmm. um, there's, there, there's just a few of us. And so they all like, just kind of watched out for me. I didn't have to go back to work until after Christmas mm-hmm. that year. So I did eventually go back to work, but, yeah. um. I mean, cause yeah.
0: technically you would still been on maternity leave.
1: Right, yeah, but it, she's
0: only two weeks old. Yeah.
1: Right, but I still got a little bit, like an extra little bit of time, probably yeah. a couple of weeks after that. Right. But so you said, she, she was when born. was she born in October? No, um, she was born November 8th and passed November 22nd.
0: Oh my goodness. Exactly
1: right before the holidays. Yeah, she passed on Friday and Thanksgiving was the next Thursday.
0: Right. Wow. I mean, I've had relatives, you know, know a relatives who passed on Thanksgiving, you know.
1: And My grandma did, like that night, like overnight. Yeah. When I was 19, yeah.
0: Right. It, it's just, I mean, you want those holidays to be, you know, a happy time, you know, but sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. You just make the best of what you can with it. So, yeah.
1: Like Thanksgiving used to always be my favorite holiday. So November is um, November 4th is our anniversary. November 8th is her birthday. November 10th is my husband's birthday. We brought her home on his birthday from the hospital. And then November 22nd, she passed. So November is a roller coaster. (laughs) And I, um, one year actually totally forgot our anniversary. Oh. And then like a week later, then um, I was like, oh, you know what we forgot this year? And he goes, uh, we? Remember that ring that we got That was for our anniversary. Like, oh, oops. <laughs> Me? I forgot. But I was in such a fog. It would start yeah. in late October and I would just go into this fog. And I actually spent the majority of a good six years probably in a fog. Right. Um,
0: So how do you feel today? I mean, do you feel like it's manageable? I mean, like, you know.
1: So uh, I'm always scared of anxiety meds. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, if they work for you, awesome. But Mm -hmm. uh, I don't take a lot of meds and stuff. And I was scared of side effects and things. And I didn't want to be high. You know, like I didn't like, I wanted to have like a zombie. like Exactly. Because there, I said, there are people that have, have depression, having depression and being depressed are two different things. And Mm. a person that has depression, that is a chemical um, imbalance in your brain. And so medication helps that because if you have depression, then it doesn't matter how perfect life looks or feels or seems you can still feel depressed. And to me, I was like, I have a reason. Mine isn't, mine is a reason. Mine's grief and it was different. So I bought it for years, not wanting to do anything. And I probably was not, I would not recommend it to anybody. (laughs) So After about six years, I hope you don't mind. I'll, I will be honest with you and I'll tell you what I do now.
0: Oh, it's no. You go
1: ahead. It, it's controversial, but I use CBD gummies.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> because it doesn't well, you make are in
0: Ohio, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, CBD doesn't make you high, it right. just has that. So, when I first started using it,
0: yeah.
1: then I really do feel like I came out of a fog the first time in about six years I came out of that. So medication probably would have actually been a good choice for me. I didn't realize it. I thought I was hiding it. I thought I was hiding it very well from people. Mm-hmm. And now I realize I wasn't at all. Mm-hmm. And that my younger two, it made me really sad. Like the first day that I felt like me that I could have normal human emotions, you know, things happen and they make you sad and you cry about them and that's okay. Yeah, Me too. Like normal shit. That's all I ever wanted.
0: Right, and right.
1: So um, the first day I felt like myself again, which I've always been like a happy person.
0: Yeah.
1: and I wanted to cry because I realized that that meant for six years. My oldest three didn't have the real me anymore. And my youngest oh. two literally didn't even know. No. Yeah. Any different. Been crazy mom. I know, but I <laughs> mean, you can't, crazy, but. <laughs>
0: I know, but you can't blame yourself, you know, for, because you had good intentions.
1: Right. And I you, knew. But I shouldn't you have. Right.
0: And ra- you righted it, you know, and now it's a new time, a new chapter right. and, you know, things are, you know, looking up for your family. You know, you guys are, I mean, you seem like a very close family to me you know, good relationships with the ex-husbands and the wives and all that, you know, you yeah. all get along and everything. So, I mean, we all make mistakes, but I just feel like, you know, you if you realize you've made a mistake and you, you know, decide, okay, just stay forward. Right. Okay, I realized I was a, I should have done that, I
1: shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Right, like I said, and I was in a fog. I was totally yeah. In a fog. It was like it was like walking out of a fog for the first yeah time. yeah. And so I'm still sad, and November is still hard, and Mother's Day is still hard because you know, mm-hmm. as a mom, you're like, ugh. people <laughs> say it all the time. They're like, um, "Well, might not have done much today, but at least I kept all the kids alive." <laughs> and that oh statement used to be right, like that statement used to be like that's what it was, and now that statement hurts. Now yeah, it does, hurts. but I mean, well, it was totally not the ones that are just, here.
0: We're all happy, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? But you could see the oldest three, like they do have such a connection. They have, like, they it's their bond is beautiful. I hope right. they all. Keep it, and the younger two are so spoiled because I said like rainbow. That is like the perfect term for him. He really did (laughs) bring up this like it. It doesn't. It doesn't take away from the fact that it hurts, and it doesn't take away the fact that like yeah, she's not the storm. Losing her was the storm, Right. right? And it doesn't take away from that but he just brought this new light back into our lives oh and so all of them I said at one point I you know I was wearing him and I never wore you know I was never a baby wearing mama before that like sure if we were walking around somewhere then I would use the little carrier thing but yeah um, I I was taught with my oldest to set her down, let her be in the bouncy seat, let her like, (laughs) and so she's very independent. And uh, then him, I literally wore most of the time. And I did. I think everybody
0: would have done that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I did. I felt like bad at one point. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm spoiling him so bad, and I feel so guilty to the other ones. And then I looked around and realized I wasn't the only one. They are just as bad as I am, sometimes worse, because now he's almost six, and they still don't make him do things. I'll be like, okay, everybody needs to go clean the living room, and I'll walk in, and the two youngest ones, they'll be sitting there on phones or watch TV, and I'm like, why aren't they helping? Oh, well, they're okay. <laughs> no, they're-, <laughs> they're taking a break, Mom. <laughs> right. We've had a rough day, <laughs> <laughs> right? Being five and three. <laughs> well,
0: it is challenging sometimes, you know, to be five and three. That's <laughs> <laughs> true.
1: Oh my goodness, but they are—they are so spoiled. But but they all really do just
0: love yeah, each other.
1: they love Aww, each other.
0: So. They do well. That's good. I mean, they seem like a great bunch of kids, and they are so cute. I mean you showed <laughs> the picture and they're just so cute. <laughs> it's like oh
1: they're about as rotten <laughs> and I love it. Like they're also different. It's so interesting mm-hmm. like to see all these different personalities. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so
0: how does your husband deal with it today? I mean, now that he's Mr. Mom, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, well, he stays outside and does as much outside as possible. He <laughs> has rebuilt a bike and, and like the motorcycles. He's working <laughs> on mine right now.
0: <laughs> but oh, you guys ride motorcycles? We, oh, we
1: Lord. Have, we, love, <laughs> we love to ride. And I actually have like my license, out to like I drive.
0: Yeah.
1: And, awesome. So he's, he's working on that and he. Has built his own and uh-huh. works on everybody in the neighborhood, brings their cars to him or he's oh, mowing his gotcha. yard. Yeah. He's trying because he's the type of person that has to constantly be doing, doing something. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's not like a go and sit on the couch and play video games all day. He's <laughs> like, Come on guys. Let's go.
0: Yeah. I, let's go outside. Yeah. yeah
1: outside they
0: yeah, need to be outside
1: <laughs> they do they spend a lot of time outside yeah and yeah. they're pretty good about that trust me my kids get more screen time than they was probably recommended but wow we also get a lot of outside time too they do yeah. know how to go out there and play and have fun
0: right right yeah. well, that's
1: good they know so how to he did- out pool and uh, i don't know because he's really that's what he does because he can't just be there <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's like vacation, vacation at your house. Right in the gas
1: yard, just go. Out <laughs> <Yeah. back. laughs>
0: so you, I know you do um, color street on the side, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so when, how long have you been doing that? Since last September. So, and you, you like it because you like the to paint your nails. Is that why? Or- yeah.
1: So. They- <laughs> Like one thing so he says we're not going to have any more kids right and I'm suddenly like out of the last 15 years over nine of it I have spent pregnant and or nursing so like I suddenly was like who am I outside of being pregnant or having a newborn like who am I that's yeah. <laughs> a mom <laughs> and I, I have know a the
0: feeling
1: Right. Like I, I am. I'm perfectly happy to be mom. Yeah. And, but um, like you are you as an adult? You right? know. Like, one day these guys are all going to be gone. And yep. then what do I do with myself? So, <laughs> yeah. Color Street was my thing to do to. Yeah.
0: Be with other women yeah. and, or right. Know, whoever. Right. Yeah, I do like it. Um. I mean, like, for someone who's left-handed and can't paint their nails, I mean, that's me. (laughs) Like, I could do my toes. That's it. (laughs) But,
1: um... I never thought about... Because when you paint... When I paint my right hand, it is more difficult, but... Yeah. Well,
0: I'm left-handed, so my right hand always looks awesome, but my left hand looks like a piece of crap. Like, someone took a big... You know, brush for the paint for the house and slap some stuff on there. But
1: did you have a so, parent that was left handed? Huh? Did you have a parent that was left handed? No. So I have a nephew that's left handed and he's a twin actually. And uh-huh. he's the only one that's left handed. And so uh-huh. when he was first learning to write, that was like a thing. Like, how do we teach him to write? Because normally <laughs> you sit behind them and you take their hand and you Help yeah. him a little bit, help him hold it. I right. finally learned that if I sat across the table from him and mm-hmm. wrote upside down, I could help him that way because <laughs> I can write upside down with my right hand better than I can write upside or, you know, right side up with my left hand. My left hand. <laughs> I really I'm sorry. Say that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, did I say it right? Like, everybody knew what I said, right?
0: <laughs> no. When I'm, okay, so. I'm 48, and so when I was in second grade, um, and I, they we were learning to write, and so I automatically was writing with my left hand, and my teacher kept making me write with my right hand, and I couldn't do it, so finally, she gave up, right. and uh, so I, you know, from then on, I learned, but I can remember them trying to force me not to write with my left hand so yeah. and i do everything now that i gotten older i've learned to do other things with my right hand but for the majority for everything i'm left dominant you know like i would kick the ball with my left foot i hit the bat with the left my left not with my left foot but with my left you know and the left hand is stance so that's like the uh, only thing
1: that i can do halfway decently left-handed is bat sometimes I <laughs> but, yeah That's nice and one.
0: I just um which I could never hit we always played softball when I was a teenager and whenever I would hit it would it would go far but it was like I always went right through second in the shortstop like right down the line but it was so mm-hmm. close to the ground it would take forever to get it so you know but I uh
1: so you were good
0: well, I tried to be, you know. I mean, I couldn't run very fast, which is probably a good thing. To bar, the ball was far
1: because <laughs> I was a slow runner. I love but yeah. baseball, but I'm not very yeah. good at it. But I am not super competitive. Mm-hmm. So I said that's why I don't get better because I'm like, it's fun. It's a game. And so yeah. I'm just out there having fun. Yeah. I'm like the only <laughs> well, not one. everybody's yeah. like that,
0: Michelle. I mean...
1: No one else in my family is like that. They are all, my husband is so super competitive and it kind of frustrates him sometimes because I'm like, let's just have fun. Let's go. Like, this is great. Why are you getting upset? Right? Like, I hit that ball really bad, but hey, I hit it. So this is good. (laughs) Hey, I made a connection. Right? He'll never choose me to be on his team. Let me just tell you. That's funny. we played cornhole and I was on his team and he still is making fun of me even though this was like <laughs> last year because I threw the bag into the fire I like <laughs> I totally <laughs> think it was not straight at all it went off so to the I'm right guessing the the fire was,
0: yeah it was not
1: by the cornhole right it was far away <laughs> it was, yeah it was far enough away I should not have been near hitting it <laughs>
0: That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> well, I really, I
0: really appreciate you coming on and telling us your story. Um, you know, anytime anybody suffers a death, you know, it's not easy, um, right. and especially one where you didn't get. It's like you didn't get a chance. You know, I didn't get a chance to do this. You know, or, or you know, and you you got you're seeing your kids grow up, and you know that well, I wonder how she would have done this you know I,
1: I you do know all the
0: what it, yeah all the what ifs
1: and everything so I said um, it's really funny because a lot of times it's when they're fighting like you'll hear the kids bickering and you'll be like I wonder where she would fit in would she be the peacemaker would she be the instigator would she you know like where would her well I mean she did poop in the tub of water so <laughs> I'm sure she would have she been called it a big wreckus <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> well she's like I'm here right <laughs> and we're doing this <laughs> that's right <laughs> I don't know but well I, I
0: really enjoy talking to you and um you know you've got a wonderful smile and I just really appreciate you know um you telling your story I know it's not easy to do and especially being a mom you know um and working as much as you do. Um, I mean, it's hard to keep your family close when you're, when you're working a lot of hours and then trying to make sure that love is alive, you know, and, and everybody's getting along and, you know, so, you know, kudos. This really
1: know. affectionate. He's really, really good. Yeah. He's a really good dad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I staying mean, you know,
1: home was an accident and it drives them crazy. <laughs> God has been good to us. That is for sure. Right, right. Like kids, yeah.
0: Well, can they reach out to you if you uh, if they have any questions, like um, if they've went lost, you know, a, a newborn, or if they just want some color street nails? So, can they find you?
1: And I have a little something in the works that's coming up new too. Not color street. Oh, okay. New little things. So. <laughs> so reach out to
0: Michelle. Hopefully she'll let us know when that happens. Maybe you can come back on and we can talk about it again. So,
1: Hopefully, like, fingers crossed in the next week, I'll be ready to totally announce it. There are a couple <laughs> people that know, but.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. And we will see you later.
1: <laughs> thank you. Right,
0: bye, Michelle.
1: Bye.
0: can now listen to Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Audible. Please subscribe today.